everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. There's a lot we could cover in today's chapter, like the instructions for older men and older women or bond servants. But today, we're going to spend our time talking about verse 14. What does it mean to be zealous for good works? And here's what I'd add on the other topics. If you were looking forward to us covering women, I'd check out episode 103 on 1 Timothy 2. And if you were hoping we'd spend our time on bond servants, I'd encourage you to check out episode 92 on Colossians 3 or hang tight till we get to Philemon. But today, we're talking all things Titus 2.14. What does it mean to be zealous for good works? When I was in elementary school, I moved around a lot and went to a lot of different schools. But one of my favorite schools, Hardy Oak Elementary, had an interesting discipline system that encouraged kids to behave. And every student was given what was called a self-manager badge. And it was a colored piece of cardstock, colored based off your grade, slightly bigger than a business card, with your school picture pasted on it and your name. And the top said in big letters, self-manager, and the card was laminated. So kids had fun lanyards and we'd put uh, stickers on the back. But here's the thing. Your self-manager badge would be taken away if you weren't a good self-manager. So if you talked when the teachers were talking or disobeyed or walked out of line in the hall, you ran the risk of losing your self-manager badge after a certain number of warnings. But if you went the whole year, I think I'm remembering this right, or maybe there was a limit. If you went a long period of time without losing your self-manager badge because you were disobedient, you'd have the opportunity to go to a special assembly that was really really more like a party uh, in the cafeteria where there might be bounce houses or the high school drum lines or movie, something like that. And kids really wanted to go to that assembly at the end of the year. So they were eager to be a good self-manager, keep their hands to themselves, walk in a straight line, stop playing with their food at lunch, etc. Kids were motivated to make good choices. They knew that everyone would know they'd misbehaved if their badge got taken away, and people would know they weren't a good self-manager. And they'd definitely know they'd have a poor reputation if their badge got taken away enough times to inhibit their ability to attend the big end-of-the-year assembly. No badge said something about how you behaved and what you cared about. In a similar way, good works tell the watching world something about who we are in Christ and what we care about. And being zealous for good works means I'm motivated to not just pass the day and keep my badge, but pass the whole year and attend the assembly. The Christian who's zealous for good works doesn't just check the box for the day. They've got the long game in mind. They know Christ. They know He's worth it. They look forward to the day when they'll see Him face to face. And they also know that their good works say something to the people around them in the meantime. Their actions show their friends or their peers or their coworkers who this God, whom they deeply love, is. The problems that many believers just aren't zealous for good works. Ever met a non-believer whose biggest belief barrier is the hypocrisy of Christians? When those kids made poor choices and lost their badge, every other kid knew they'd missed the mark and gotten in trouble. They didn't have a lanyard. When Christians make poor choices— When we aren't zealous for good works, the watching world lacks clarity as to who our God really is, why He's worth following, and really, why would they listen to believers share the gospel, the good news, if our lives don't seem any different than, or said differently, if our lives look exactly like theirs? Verses 11 through 14 say this. 
For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age, verse 13, waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, verse 14, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works. Reflecting on these verses, Dr. Constable said to summarize this section, verses 11 through 14, the grace of God should result in the Christian's present commitment to deny what he or she detests or hates and to pursue what he or she values. We see God's grace in his past provision of salvation in Christ and the prospect of Christ's future return to take us to be with himself forever. The fact that so few Christians make this commitment is disappointing, but it's true to life. And Jesus himself anticipated it. That's Luke 17, verses 11 through 19. The good news for us is that his mercies are new every morning. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ, and it's not too late to start being zealous for good works, even if you're the Christian who hasn't yet made that commitment to be zealous for good works. So I just encourage us to ask ourselves, what are you zealous for? I think we should all ask ourselves that question. Or what do I get most excited about? What do I look forward to doing? Getting home from work, putting the kids to bed, and laying on the couch? Or good works? Sleeping in and snoozing my alarm forever? Or getting up early to spend time in the Word? This Sunday I don't have to serve and volunteer? Or the Sunday mornings I get to? What are you zealous for? What are you eager to do? For me, honestly, I often am eager to waste time scrolling or watching YouTube videos. But thankfully, I've got a community group who wants to help each other live lives that accurately reflect Christ. And regularly binging YouTube just doesn't do that. So they hold me accountable, pray for me, remind me of what's true, what's right and best. I'm so grateful for them. And I'm so glad we're all on this journey together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.